Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't know where things went wrong for you, but you're here with us now and together we'll get through this, through this day, through this life together. This will be an uplifting, positive episode, unless you have a mortal fear of dogs. Whoa, so this is a dog list. You're just going to start right off the bat with me here. It is a dog list. Well, let me tell you first how the show goes. Uh, One of us brings a top 10 list. The other one doesn't bring a list. The other one comes unprepared, except with a brain. Mm -hmm. And trust to guess the contents of that top 10 list. And today I brought a list about dogs, man's best friend and woman's- Allegedly. Best friend. Allegedly. The top 10 smartest dog breeds. Top 10 smart dogs. Top 10 smart dogs. Okay. I can dig that. And what's that based on? So, these came from PetMD.com, which I assume is the veterinary equivalent of WebMD, the world's foremost authority Mm -hmm. on canine intelligence, Mm -hmm. probably. Mm. Smartest dogs. Okay. So, because we did most popular dog breeds in America. Right. Back in early in our show's history. I wonder how much crossover there is with that list and this list. Well, smart dogs are often popular dogs. People want a smart dog, although I think there's some warning signs in this list that many people might not be able to handle a smart dog. You might, like me, want a stupid dog, uh, like Chewy. Can you elaborate on why one would prefer a stupid dog? Well, we'll get into that. I'll, there, I'll get into the problems that occur when a smart dog is not kept busy, isn't given ways to exercise their mind. Yeah, well, I guess there's no secret. There's no like, there's no reveal needed for that, that uh, smart dogs need something to exercise their minds and they don't have that. They're destructive. And Chewy, uh, my long-haired dachshund, has never been destructive. And I account part of that, the fact that he doesn't have a very good brain. I think his brain's probably worse off after living with you for so many years. And I also think his brain does get plenty of exercise because he's constantly trying to figure you out at all times of every day. Chewie and I are simpatico. We have each other figured out very well. Are you guys a lot alike? Do you also shit in the garage? I probably could. Well, I know you could, Brandon. I probably would. That doesn't help me (laughs) that you could shit in the garage. That's extremely unhelpful input for this podcast. Now, you know a lot about dogs. I do. Because you've been around some dogs. I I worked at a veterinary office for over five years and I've been a lifelong fan of dogs. You're a dog expert. I like dogs a lot. I like cats too. I like penguins. I like monkeys. I like animals. You could be a judge in the, the Mayflower dog show, right? No, but I'd love to just guess this list. Well, let's do that. Smart dogs, these are the smartest dog breeds, not individually smart dogs. Okay. So, give me a guess. Can I guess what dogs are not on the list? Yeah. I'm going to guess the Basset Hound is not on there. Mm -mm, Not known for his brain. I'm going to guess the Beagle. Actually, I think the Beagle is pretty smart. No Beagle though, I'm going to say. No top 10. No Beagle. No Dachshund. No long-haired Dachshunds at all. No short-haired Dachshund. Uh Uh-uh. No Bulldog. No bulldogs. I'm nailing the list in reverse so far. This isn't top 10 biggest dog butt breeds. (laughs) Okay. So, I'm going to guess this list in reverse from 10 down Mm -hmm. because unlike you, I don't like to spoil number one in the first five fucking minutes of this show. I can't help it. Try it. Go ahead. I'm going to say that number 10 or I'm going to say in the 7 to 10 range, Dalmatian. 
There's no Dalmatian in the top 10. List is fucking rigged. I'm going to say, hmm, harder than I thought because I feel like I got the top five down. Maybe. Uh, I'll say uh, Doberman in the second half of the top 10. Doberman is in the first half of the top 10. He's number, he or she is number five. You're a sexist pig. The Doberman Pinscher. But look at that. Number five, that's as close as you get to the second half of the top 10. Yeah, while still being in the first half. Yeah, so give me some credit. Well, I'll give you the Doberman. It's a medium to large breed of domestic dog. Hmm. Developed around 1890 by a guy named Carl Doberman, a tax collector from Germany. It sounds like the perfect guy to create this dog. He didn't create the dog, did he? He made it in a lab. It's like a Frankenweenie. The Doberman has a long muzzle. It stands on its pads. It's usually not heavy-footed. They have- What the hell does that mean, heavy-footed? They don't plop around like a St. Bernard. They're spry. Their tail is usually docked. Their ears are cropped, so they stick up. In some countries, it's illegal to do that because it probably hurts. Why do they do that? Just for the aesthetic? I guess so. They are intelligent, alert, tenaciously loyal companions, and guard dogs. They're black and tan, if you don't remember what they look like. Mostly, they're black and tan. I think some are not. I think they look better with a tail. I think you'd look better with a tail. It would distract us from your stupid fucking face. A skin-covered monkey tail? Yeah. They're stereotyped as being ferocious and aggressive. Because they're often guard dogs. Rappers like them. Yeah. Right. Snoop Dogg. No, I thought, I thought rappers like Rottweilers. Or do, they... do you remember when Snoop Dogg in that video morphed into a dog? He morphed into a Doberman. He became one of those, um, what do they call it, anamorphs? God. There's an anamorph of Snoop Dogg becoming a Doberman. It's been too long since we've had a deep dive into anamorphs. Should we just talk about that for a minute? No. Okay. Um, but Snoop Dogg is a Doberman. It's the kind of dog Snoop is. Wasn't he a lion for a little bit? Snoop Lion? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to that whole thing? He channels whatever animal he needs to to get the job well, done. Well, so far it's been two, a dog and a lion. Well, the job is really simple. It's smoking a bunch of weed so he doesn't <laughs> have to draw on a whole lot of different animals for that. I like Dobermans. Yeah, they're uh, super smart. How many eyes do they have? They are able to do mental tasks such as learning, problem solving. They're good at understanding communications. It has the highest rank in general trainability. The highest rank in general trainability. Interesting. I thought that would have been a different dog that I'm guessing is number one or two. So, yeah. Doberman is number five. So, why is it that a Doberman is not like serving in the military or police dogs? I don't think they're big enough. They're not heavy-footed enough. Heavy You and the heavy feet again. There's another dog that's better suited for that work. Well, I've seen Doberman as attack dogs though. Right. Like Snoop Dogg. Okay, so that's the Doberman number five. I'm going to guess that the Golden Retriever is number three. It's number four. Look at that. I need you to reach through the computer screen where we're having this Skype call. Mm -hmm. Put your hand upon my upper back shoulder area. Gross. Lift your hand no. up, bring it back down in a padding no. motion and then repeat that motion five or six times. That's what I need from you right now. I refuse. I'm so impressed with myself for how well I'm doing on this list already. Well, I'm glad you are and I hope you hold on to that. Oh, I will. Tell me about the Golden Retriever. Golden Retriever is a large sized 
gun dog. They call it a gun dog because you use it to retrieve waterfowl after you shoot them, such as ducks and upland game birds. That's why they got a soft mouth. They can hold it very softly. What the hell? Have you never heard that? Oh, like they can hold things without like killing it? They hold things very softly, yeah. They can hold an egg in their mouth or something. Are we talking about... Okay. They're also popular as disability assistance dogs. They can help people being guided them around when they're blind. They can help them with hearing stuff when they're deaf. I don't know how that works. They work in search and rescue. They're good guard dogs. They're good. They're the third most popular family breed dog because mm-hmm. they love kids. They are healthy eaters. They require two or more hours a day of exercise. That's a lot of exercise. <laughs> yeah, that dog could never live with you. But, you know, as you're talking about these dogs, every one of these dogs is a better member of society than I am. Yes. Than, and you, than the, either of us. These dogs wow. are more deserving of love, attention, pets, belly rubs than I'll ever be. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it. Dogs deserve it. They're little pooches, poochies. Comet on Full House was a golden retriever. If you say so. Airbud. Was a golden retriever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two presidents had... Didn't uh, Obama had one, right? Nope. He had a... a um, what was it called? A, its name is Bo and it was... Uh, I can't believe I'm Googling Bo Obama. It was a Portuguese water dog. Huh. Kind of looks a little bit like a poodle in its hair type. I think it's a hypoallergenic dog. Tell me the presidents. Presidents were Gerald R. Ford, had one named Liberty, and Victory was the name of the one owned by Ronald Reagan. Okay, so both of them are pretty recent. Sure, 40 years ago. So, that's a golden retriever, a very intelligent dog with a soft mouth. And he's cute. Retrieve your dead ducks. And he's cute. And they're very cute. He or she is cute. Right. And he or she can retrieve your dead ducks or rescue you in water or life save you in water or sniff you at the airport. Mm-hmm. Let's learn what your next guest is. Guess. God damn it. Mm. Let's learn what your next guess is. Number two is the German Shepherd. Wrong. Idiot. It's number three. Okay. But still, that deserves... A reach Whatever. through the screen back pat for how close it is. Not reaching anywhere. Not what I heard. Now, let me tell you about a German Shepherd. I'm ready. They work with disability assistance, although I would like to see how they compare to a helper monkey. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would also like to see that. They, all, they do search and rescue. I do just want to see a monkey in general. And the German Shepherd is the dog that's perfectly suited for police and military roles, not just because of its intelligence, but because it has a crazy strong bite. Their bite is significantly stronger than that of a Rottweiler or a pit bull. And so, they can bite them hard and take them down. In the military, they're used for scout duty. They can check for booby traps. What? Booby traps. And they can parachute from aircraft. Okay, wait a minute. And they can jump out of helicopters. They can parachute from aircraft. <laughs> they have, I don't know how they deploy their chute. 
They have to be riding with somebody, right? Like in tandem? Yeah. Maybe. I love the idea of a dog just dangling from the parachute. He's all happy about it. And they are used as anti-tank weapons. And now, I don't know, understand how that works. I'm really afraid that it means they send the dog at the tank to blow up the tank. But I don't think they would do that because they want to keep using the dog that they spent so much time to train. Plus, the dog's cute. Right. It would make everybody sad on both sides. Now, let me tell you something else about German Shepherds. Tell me. They might not have needed, they should have maybe been left in Germany because they're wreaking havoc in Australia. Australia in 1999 provided statistics saying that German Shepherds were the third breed most likely to attack a person in Australian locales. Okay. But in their defense, I feel like any kind of animal in an Australian locale is planning some kind of an attack. Also in their defense, number three, I mean, what is that? Two people attacked per year in Australia? I mean, come on. Who gives a fuck? The other ones were wild dogs and dingoes. Dingoes. Holy shit. So, that's the German Shepherd. It's number three, not number two. Adolf Hitler, listener of the show, had a German Shepherd. Yep. You remember its name? Peaches. Okay, why don't I give you another guess? Well, do you know what the real number two is, smarty pants? Number two is the poodle. Number two is the poodle. God You are a useful member of society. I'm not useful as a friend, a father, Mm -mm. a brother, but I am useful as someone guessing smart dog breeds on this podcast. Poodle is number two, the second most smartest dog breed and it's most likely that it came from France, but Germany tried to elbow in and say it lay a little bit of claim to this. Typical, typical. It was very popular in Germany in the 15th and 16th centuries. Uh, It was likely originally bred in France to retrieve waterfowl thanks to its swimming ability. Poodles are good swimmers. Which goes against, you'd think they're curly hair. They look like loofahs. Well, okay, I guess that's a good point. Because I was thinking that would like resist against swimming, right? No, I think they, they look like they would get heavy with water. Right, which would make it harder to swim. Right. No, but they don't. I don't know how. The poodles contributed to many other dog breeds, such as the miniature schnauzer and dogs of the Bichon type, to save those breeds from extinction or reduce their size or improve their appearance. There's a little poodle in all those guys. Okay, so poodle was first. Yeah, but let me tell you about a famous poodle. Goes by the name of Mustache. Are you ready for Mustache the Poodle? Oh, I'm ready. I was born ready. This is awesome. Listen to this sentence. Many poodles are famous for their heroics during battles in European wars. I'm already excited about this anecdote. In fact, the poodle is only one of 32 breeds recognized by the United States military as being fit for combat. How many breeds? 32. Okay. One of only 32. So, mustache is one of the most famous battle-tested poodles. (laughs) Born in France in 1799. Mustache participated in the French Revolutionary and Napoleonic Wars. His feats include alerting his regiment to a surprise night attack during the Italian campaign of the Revolutionary War, as well as discovering an Austrian spy at the Battle of Austerlitz. 
Mustache suffered several injuries during his battles, which resulted in having a leg amputated. Oh. Despite his injuries, he continued to fight alongside soldiers in many more battles. But what? <sighs> Listen to this. Before being killed by a cannonball during the Battle of Badajoz at the age of 12. <laughs> that is bad. That is a badass How poodle. does a dog fight in a, in a battlefield? He bites and scratches. They just shoot him. Well, that's how he died by a cannon, by a shot by a cannonball. He probably just disappeared in a cloud of pink mist. Pink? <laughs> you just assume he's pink? No, the, his blood and guts. Okay, okay. Uh, that was Mustache the Poodle. Yeah, I, that's incredible. I'm really proud of Mustache and what he's contributed to the French Revolutionary War. What a cute name. Uh, I wonder where the name came from. It might have been pronounced like Mustache <laughs> because he's French, but. His name's Mustache. That's a great name for a dog too. Maybe you have to have a mouthful of um, French's mustard when you say the name to really get Or water, a mouthful of waterfowl. That too. You got four already. You've got number five through number two. Yeah. You don't know number one. Number one is the Border Collie. Well, shit. You're wrong. What? Now you're right. I see. So, let me tell you about a border no, let's, collie. No, we're pausing. I want everyone now to take their hands, Brandon, you too. Mm -mm. Take, your, take your right hand up, your left hand up, bring them together, pull them back apart, bring them together, pull them back apart, bring them together. That's three. Repeat that and then say, go Nick. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Ready? I'm mm -hmm. giving, giving everyone a second to get their hands prepared. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, go Nick! Congrats. It's amazing. Should we call Guinness World Records to let them know? Should I do that or for you? You, you we'll can submit do it. this. Yeah. We'll submit this as evidence. Border Collie. It's a working and herding breed developed in the Scottish borders for herding livestock. They are highly intelligent, extremely energetic, acrobatic, and athletic. Everything that I read about Border Collies kept sounding like a warning about their energy level. It made it sound like it wasn't all positives and that you should really be warned about their energy and intelligence level because they'll get, you know, they'll start tearing up your house when they get bored. They also work as search and rescue sniffer dogs and as therapy dogs. I think therapy dog would be a good job for Chewy. On account of his brain is bad, but his body is soft and squishy. Hmm. So, let me tell you about two of the smarter bo smartest border collies. <laughs> okay. The smartest? The smartest. Rico is a border collie that was studied because he had a vocabulary. Or, I'm sorry, he could recognize. I was going to say, this is big. No. Well, wait, it gets bigger. Rico was studied because he could recognize up to 200 objects by name. Let that sink in. This dog is smarter than you are. Well, I've actually read a stat that the average dog is as smart intellectually as the average two-year-old human. I believe it. I got a baby that's pulling stuff down on his own head all the time over here. Now, Rico was thought to be one of the smartest dogs that ever lived until Betsy came along. Betsy, the Border Collie, she has had a vocabulary of over 340 words, which rivals great apes 
in intelligence and lateral thinking. After hearing a word only twice, Betsy could integrate it into a command or instruction. She could also interpret the correlation between a 2D image and the object that it was depicting. So you could show Betsy the Border Collie a picture of a doll, of like a Raggedy Ann doll, and say, Betsy, go get Raggedy Ann. And she would go get the doll that looked exactly like the picture she had just seen. And then Betsy died at the age of 14. She got hit by a cannonball. <laughs> Interesting. That's a joke, right? She didn't get hit by a cat okay. cannonball. Thank I you. think she died of natural causes. Yeah. Betsy the Border Collie. Well, that was great. Thank you for that. Other stuff you didn't know about Border Collies. Now, you haven't guessed anything in the last half. Well, before, bottom, before we do that. Yeah. You were talking about how smart this damn Border Collie is and I'm really impressed with how smart they are. Do you think if humans ceased to exist, which is not that impossible eventually. Right. Maybe later this summer. And dogs were left here. Mm-hmm. Do you think dogs are some other animal, I guess. How long until they started driving our cars? Right. How long? Because it's just a matter of time before a new dominant species figures things out. Dog people? Dog boys? I want a real answer. I think it's going to have to take a few million years or maybe even several hundred thousand years. But I think we've really primed the pump for dog people to develop. How long until they start talking? I guess they wouldn't talk. They would just, they would create a language using their barks, right? Well, I think early humans probably did something like, like monkey noises, like, <laughs> and then <laughs> it develops. So, I think their mouths could, they, their mouths could evolve over time if you believe in such nonsense. I ain't no monkey. To speak. I think they need a larynx. I don't know if they have that, a voice well, box. Well, no, but I'm sure we didn't from the beginning either, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. They'll develop that. How long does that take? I don't know, probably about five years. Well, I hope- <laughs> I don't know. I think it takes like a million years. I hope it happens soon so they can, they can join people in getting a free seven-day trial to Blinkist at Blinkist.com slash tennis. I think they should let dogs drive uh, semi-trucks as a transition <laughs> to robots. That's a great idea. Can someone out there that's in a high political position write that idea down? Dog truck drivers. Dog truck drivers as a transition to robot truck drivers. Did I have that right? Anything you want to add to that? If you drew like a map of what it looks like from human to robot driver in the middle is a dog or a half man, half robot. Probably a border collie. Yeah. So, 10 through 6, you got nothing on. You probably don't know any of these. I do. Well, then show me. Rottweiler. Rottweiler, what do you think? What number do you think? Eight. No. So stupid, it's number nine. Okay. I'm not going to say it, but I know everyone out there is impressed. Let me impress you with what a Rottweiler is. It's a German dog. It's a domestic German dog. It's medium to large or large. And these dogs have muscles. Well, you know, literally every dog that has ever existed has muscles. Big muscles. Okay. These dogs look like beefcakes. Easy okay. beefs, they call these dogs. <laughs> Their main use was to herd livestock and to pull carts that were loaded with butchered meat to the market. Why just butchered meat? Why not just expand they were that? Known, they were known in German as Rottweiler Metzgerhund. It means Rottweil butcher's dogs. And they were used. But why not just use that ability to carry all kinds of carts, not just butchered meat? Why limit yourself? 
They just thought they were really good at it and they kept sticking with it. And they're also used as search and rescue dogs, guard dogs, and police dogs. Are they still used in Germany that way? Probably. They're one of the oldest herding breeds. Uh, Their history possibly dates back to the Roman Empire. Hmm. Uh, The Rottweiler may be a descendant of an ancient Roman drover dog. Do you mean in theory the Roman Empire since history didn't actually start until the 1900s and everything before that is just a lie in history books? Is that true? Yeah. Now, they've been police dogs for several hundred years already. And I have to imagine that in the early years, they were just used as as like an extra way to hurt somebody. <laughs> they kind of have big thick necks. Like they're, they look like, like if The Rock was mm-hmm. a dog, I think The Rock would be a Rottweiler, a Rockweiler. A Rockweiler, you know I mean? yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, they're big and strong, big thick strong necks. Uh, they can hurt up your animals, whether that's a sheep or a llama or a whole bunch of other dogs. Yeah. So, in the media, they're usually portrayed as aggressive or even malevolent dogs. Uh, in the Omen, that scary dog, there was a scary dog in the Omen. He was a Rottweiler? Mm-hmm. Let's see. And that's it. That's the only facts about Rottweilers. We covered it all. Mm-hmm. I love Rottweilers and you know my dog, Mr. Muffy, is... He's got some of that in him. He's, well, we don't know. He's a mixed breed and we don't really know what he's got except we were told his mother was part pug, part dachshund. So, he must have got this from his father dog. I'm pasting a link to a picture of a Rottweiler from the wiki page here and the head, the head and face look just, just like old Mr. Muffy. Yeah, except it's much bigger. Muffy's got right. a small head. Muffy's, by the way, Muffy's like a 30-pound dog so he's like the size of a two-year-old child. It's a little smaller actually. So, yeah, he, I guess his father could have been part Rottweiler but it's hard for me to imagine a Rottweiler and a dachshund. Getting it on? Well, then again, it's not that hard for me to imagine, am I right? Uh. So, yeah, maybe he's got, people think he's a Rottweiler puppy all the time even though he's almost 10 years old. So, maybe he does. What a sweet guy. He didn't get any of the ferocity or aggressiveness from Rottweilers except when it comes to wanting to maim the mailman. And he hates mail. Chop him up into little tiny bits. He read about the Unabomber once and he's not letting that shit happen mm. at his house. Guard dog. So, now you got one out of the bottom ten. Okay. Should I continue to impress you and our listeners with yeah. more? Okay. Dazzle me. Did you have a stroke? I'm thinking. Labrador Retriever. Labrador Retriever is number seven. The Labrador, everybody knows what a what this large type of gun retriever dog looks like. It's one of the most popular breeds in Canada, the United Kingdom, and the United States. I believe it is the most popular breed if I'm it not is. mistaken. It's the, a favorite for disability assistance. They're frequently trained. Uh, they're the ones that I most frequently see associated with the blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also assisting people who have autism. They're good therapy dogs. They do screening and detection work for law enforcement and other official agencies. And then, of course, they're sporting and hunting. They got a lot of energy too. Yes. They are also not small. They can get up to be <laughs> yeah. be anywhere from like 60 to 80 pounds. I knew a 200-pound lab named Jake. Was he a big fat... Was he a fat dog? He was on an extended stay at the vet I worked at because he was, oh, on, no. he was on a weight loss program that he needed to be in constant supervision. 
Because would he just eat like crazy yeah. when he had a chance? Yeah, he was the sweetest dog though, but old Jake didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, did he die of obesity-related problems? Yeah, he did. That's a bummer. Yeah, he was a cute doggy though. He's very friendly. So, Labs are one of the sweetest dogs I think you can get. They're a great family dog. Uh, they're good with children and other animals. So, if you're thinking about a dog, go adopt a dog that's got a lot of Lab in it is my advice rather than go to a breeder because Chewy came from a breeder and I think that's why he has a brain made out of a dented ping pong ball. Whoa, hot take. That's just my guess. Leave Chewy alone, come on. I think Chewy is the product of inbreeding. <sighs> I still love him, I just think he's less than. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, labs Holy are prone shit. to obesity. They like to eat. Yeah. Don't we all? Some of us more than others. Some sidekick hosts in Atlanta airports more than others. Now, you remember we talked about Endel, the service dog, when we talked about the most popular dog breed. I do remember Endel. Endel is the most decorated dog in the world. But there's some other famous dogs, such as Sadie. Sadie is a black Labrador retriever. Why do you have to say her color? And it was a recipient of the Dickon Medal. Dickon. She was a recipient of the Dickon Medal and she just died this year. She was 23 years old. What? Yes. How is that possible? Is she like the oldest dog on record? She was born in 1996. I mean, that is- She died this year in 2019. That's crazy. She was is from the United Kingdom, which is an animal equivalent of the Victoria Cross. She detected an explosive device outside the UN headquarters in Kabul in November 2005. Yeah, so she has saved people's lives. Uh, she served in Bosnia, Iraq, and Afghanistan. What's her name? Sadie. Sadie, okay. Uh, and then she, following her military service, uh, she was awarded the Dickin Medal. You don't get that by dicking around. Hmm. Am I right? And then she retired to live with her handler. God bless you, Sadie. Sadie has done more for the world than you. Hey, I'm not even mad about it. She, you're right. Uh, there's other dogs. And Robert. I bet she did it all while being cute as a button. Yeah, there's other Labradors who have received the Dickin Medal for stuff such as she led, oh, uh, Salty and Roselle, two guide dogs. One of them led their blind owners down more than 70 flights of stairs to escape from the damaged World Trade Center in September 2001. Holy shit. So, there are labs. I've never heard of that. That's crazy. At least two dogs saved their owners or helped their owners escape on September 11th. There was a dog, I don't know if it was a lab off the top of my head, but there was a dog that led its blind owner through the entire Appalachian Trail. Holy hell. Yeah. I don't remember how long, for, for, I'm going to explain to the folks at home how long the Appalachian Trail is. Uh, if you've never heard of it, it's a big-ass trail. You can hike from, let's see, it's a marked hiking trail in the eastern U.S. It goes from Springer Mountain in Georgia to Mount Katahdin, Katahdin in Maine. So, from Maine to Georgia, it's 2,200 miles long and evidently, there's some badass dogs that have led people across 2,200 miles of- You think Chewy could do that for you? He would run at the end of his leash for the first like half a mile <laughs> and then I would carry him for the remaining 2,219 and a half miles. 
Uh, but but at least he's fucking cute. Yeah. For the first half, he would be all about it, like straining against his leash uh-huh. and going, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and then about half a mile, he'd turn around and sit down in front of me like, pick me up. <laughs> nah, Chewy, he's no Labrador retriever. So, you were talking about that lab that won the dick in award? Mm-hmm. I haven't won the dick in but I've won the dick out, am I right? Uh, so, why don't we uh, do another guess here unless you have more on the Labrador. Nope. There's three more dogs, smart dogs that you have not recognized yet. No. I may have recognized them in my head, I just have not said them yet. Well, testify. Australian Shepherd. Feels so good to say this. You're, you're dumb and you're wrong. It's not. There's no Australian Shepherd. Although there is an Australian dog. Pointer. No. Australian. What am I forgetting? Australian cattle dog? Yes. The Australian cattle dog. Well, let's at least give credit that I was Australian. I was in ballpark. I was there. I was right there. Now, despite the fact that this dog is from Australia. Allegedly. It's not a bloodthirsty monster. Right. It's called an ACD, uh, sometimes just a cattle dog. Around here, uh, it's known as a blue healer. And they're also known as a red healer, uh, depending on the basis of their coloring. But I used to have, when I was growing up, an Australian cattle dog, a blue healer named Bandit. So, I have, I have some first-hand experience with the intelligence of the Australian cattle dog. Now, they were originally bred, uh, they're a working breed and they're a herding dog. And they're originally bred to herd by biting. So, they are known to nip at running children. So, makes them uh, maybe not the best dog for a small child, but we didn't have it when I was a small child. I was a teenager and so was my brother and he was an awesome dog. Now, they are extremely intelligent, kind of medium-sized. They get up to between uh, 33 and 49 pounds. They're very, very smart and they require entertainment or uh, activities. You have to give them something to do and something to chew on because Bandit was not given those things at first and he ate our fence and he ate our house. He ate your house? He ate the outside of the house. So, if a doctor did an x-ray, there'd just be a perfect outline of a house. Yeah, siding. There was like wooden siding in his tummy. One time, my dad had uh, smoked some barbecued meats and... The meats were wrapped uh, in, a, in a plastic to help keep like some of the meat juices in and then- Of course. When, when it was all unwrapped, he had put some of the, that uh, empty plastic wrap with barbecue sauces, juices on it into another bag that was outside. Anyway, Bandit got into it and I didn't know that. I found it out when he barfed it up. Uh, my parents weren't home. We were watching him and he barfed it up on their carpet and it was a giant pile of plastic, of barbecue flavored plastic that I had to pull out of their fine carpet. The bandit, after doing it, just look at you and say, what bitch? Didn't bother him at all. He didn't, he, he would barf every once in a while if his uh, tummy didn't agree with him. He just barfed and went on with his life. Yeah. No, that's, that's fine. Uh, and bandit uh, counted once, could understand up to, and that's why when they said uh, Betsy the Border Collie had a vocabulary of over 340 words, compare that to Bandit. One time he counted and it was about 60 different words and phrases that he recognized and could respond to. 
So Bandit knew almost as many words as you do. Bandit was a pretty smart guy. What number yeah. did you say the cattle dog is? I'm sorry, Australian cattle dogs are number 10 on the list. Number 10 on this list, but number one in my heart. So, I need number eight and number six. One of those yeah. is the Shetland Sheepdog. God bless. It's number six. Look at me. Now, the Shetland Sheepdog is uh, also called the Sheltie or the Shetland Collie. It's another breed of herding dog. Uh, they are small, but intelligent, vocal, excitable, and willing to please. Incredibly loyal and they get strongly attached to your family. A Shetland Sheepdog would be a good dog if you have, if you have or you're starting a family. The most famous, do you know who the most famous, famous Shetland, god damn it, do you know who the most famous Shetland Sheepdog is? We need another Brandon Bloopers episode and- Well, we're heading for it really quick. To answer your question, it's Lassie. Yeah, although Lassie- Lassie's not even mentioned on the Shetland Sheepdog page. Wiki page? Yeah. You were hoping I didn't know who Lassie is, weren't you? I was hoping you didn't. Because you were going to make fun of me. Did you ever watch any episodes of Lassie? No, because I was born like 50 years after the last episode. Well, so was I. But when I was a kid, they used to rerun episodes of Lassie from the TV show which ran from 1954 to 1973. Okay. Well, I watched it. It came on reruns. So, Timmy and Lassie and, you know, Timmy falling down the well and Timmy in a broke uh, burning barn, all that stuff. Intimately familiar with Lassie. You think Chewie would save you from a burning barn? Am I, I'm inside the burning barn. Yeah. And Chewie's going to run out and get help. Or drag you out himself. No. Chewie runs outside. <laughs> he sniffs outside for something gross or dead on the ground and he rolls on it in his on his back. So, someone shows up and they find a charred husk of a barn with a skeleton inside <laughs> and Chewie is covered with like dead worm smell. And not given a shit that you're nowhere no, to be found. he's just like, who's going to scratch this belly now? Chewie, you're a hell of a guy. I like you. Well, I think my dog would try to save me from the barn but then if there was any sort of old cow pies in that barn, he might find He them. might roll around in that shit. Right. Does he roll, does Muffy like to get shit on him and smell like shit if he gets a chance? Well, not shit but dead, dead animals and stuff. I think all yeah. dogs do that. Are other dogs attracted to that? Are they trying to hide their scent? What's going on? I, I don't know but it might be that they want to save that scent for later because they like it. To enjoy it? Yeah. Oh. Because I don't think they'd be trying to hide their scent because they piss on everything they can find to spread their scent. Right. I don't know. You know what else my dog does is, and my last dog did this too, like if you'll come inside after a walk and it like feels good outside or it's um, hot outside or whatever, mm-hmm. he'll come back in and just roll around like an idiot for like 10 minutes on the rug. And my last dog would do it after he ate. After every meal, he'd go roll around like he was trying to scratch a niche on his back. He's just enjoying it. I think it's like they're so into it that they can't control themselves. It's like, this day is the fucking best. You know what would top it off? Scratching my back all over the carpet. It's kind of like you when you find out you're going to the Atlanta airport, you just drop down and start rolling all over the ground. Now, we have, we have some travel coming up yeah. next week. Are we going through Atlanta? I know one stop is through Chicago O'Hare. Are we going through the Atlanta airport? 
I don't think so. I don't know, but I hope not because I don't want to miss our flight from you staring at the hot dogs the whole time and not being able to get to the gate. Oh, boy. That's hashtag hot dog Brandon. Well, speaking of hot dogs, there's one smoking hot dog left on this list. Yeah, now this I might have trouble with here. I think you are going to have trouble with it. Is this a common dog? Yes, but I never would have guessed that this dog was on here. To me, this dog does not fit with the rest on the list. It's not a pug. It's not a pug. Not a shih tzu. It's not a shih tzu. Is it small or big? It's small. That's part of why it doesn't fit in with the rest of this group. It's not a chihuahua. This is not a working dog. I'm going to throw out a few. They're, they're not necessarily guesses. I'm just kind of sorting through this in my head. Bashan Fries. Did I say it? Not a Yorkie. Um... A terrier? No. A Scotty? No. Would you like a hint? Yeah. It is a Spaniel. Cocker Spaniel? No. Cocker Spaniel? I hardly know her Spaniel. Let's pause for everyone to get their groans out of the way. Spaniel. Hang on, they're still groaning. All right, I think we're good. English? Spaniel? No. Is that, is that even a thing? It's French. French Spaniel. <laughs> no. Uh, it starts with a P. I don't know. What is it? Papillon. P-A-P-I-L-L-O-N. I know that dog. Yeah. They also call the Continental Toy Spaniel. It is a breed of the Spaniel type. It is one of the oldest toy Spaniels, deriving its name from the characteristic butterfly look of the long fringed hair on their ears. They're very, very cute. They have tiny little bodies, kind of short and thin, with a little pointy nose, and they have bright, dark eyes that look like, they make them look like little dolls. They look fake. They're so cute, they look fake. They're very smart and self-assured dogs. They love learning new tricks. They're very sociable. They like other pets as well. And their ears are the most iconic part of them. That's the part most people would recognize. Uh, they are in a lot of art, like Renaissance period art. 16 and 1700s, people loved these things. They kept posing with them in their paintings. They are a lap dog. These are great. Keep going. Now, they're happy, friendly, and adventurous dogs. They make excellent family dogs, but they should be watched around little children because they might crush their tiny bones. Oh, we knew someone who did that. And they need... Oh, yeah, I forgot. That kills me, that story. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> so, given their intelligence, they also need... All of the dogs on this list need rigorous training and mental stimulation so that they won't dig a hole in your yard or piss everybody off. Uh, I've learned so much about the Papillon the last five minutes. Yep. It's been great. And I knew a Papillon during my time at the veterinary office, but it never... What was its name? I don't recall, but I also don't recall it being extraordinarily smart. That's why I was surprised. They don't look... Those little yippy dogs don't ever... Don't come across as smart to me. They come across as a pain in the ass. Almost like if they were hosting a podcast, they would be the sidekick host? Nah, if I was a dog... If I was a dog, I'd probably just be chewy. You'd be a bulldog. Why? Because you bully me. No. And you smell like a bulldog. And you Do they smell bad? They have smelly butts, right? <laughs> I 
don't think there's a dog alive that doesn't have a smelly butt. If everyone, anyone out there has a dog with a good smelling butt, please let us know. So, before I run through the top 10 again, do you have any review, Apple reviews? <laughs> I do. Thank you. I'm, in, I'm getting into these segues now. Yeah. Brandon has uh, been reading some segue books at Blinkist.com slash tennis. Got a lot better at it. Uh, we like to know what our listeners think of our show, especially if it's good. And we read reviews from our listeners on the show. And if you want your review read on the show, open up the Apple Podcasts app on any iPhone or iPad, rate us five stars, leave a review. The first one here is from Jack Thomas from the Just Conversation podcast. He says, it's not often you come across a show that spins an old idea in a new way, but these guys have figured it out. Normally, I stay away from top lists of any sort, but I gave the show a chance and I took the dive. Now, let me tell you, holy shit. Yeah. This is fascinating, especially for me. I'm a bit of a loser. <laughs> oh, good. I'm a bit of a loser that loves to learn and these guys not only bring a fun game aspect to the top 10 where you guess what is on the list, but every reveal comes with its own bit of information. You play, you learn. Loving to learn makes you a winner. That's what has me hooked. I love to learn and these guys brought that and games along for the ride in their show. I give kudos to the innovation taking place. Thank you. Jack, you're a hell of a guy. Thank you for the review. Uh, the next one comes from A. George from Great Britain. Really enjoyed listening to this podcast. I have subscribed and looking forward to hearing more. Clever concept, brilliantly executed. Great rapport between the host wow. and sidekick host who are genuinely funny. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Uh, thank you. Love those exclamation points. Thank you, A. George and thank you, Jack Thomas. If you guys knew the physical and mental toll it took to endure the recording of this podcast on a weekly basis with that man, then... Uh, that man in the White House. Yeah. Brandon and I used to work for an old asshole, old white asshole, rich guy here in uh, Tulsa. He would give speeches every year and he, when Obama was in office, he would only refer to him as that man in the White House. Yeah. So, good times. Yeah, well, he's dead now. Yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> not, not Obama, <laughs> but uh, the- That man in the grave is dead now. Yeah, the, the old, old gross man, uh, he, he did not survive. Brandon, why don't you go back through the top 10? The 10th smartest dog breed, Australian cattle block. Oh, God damn it. Australian cattle dog. And number nine, Rottweiler. Number eight, Papillon. Number seven, Labrador Retriever. Number six, Shetland Sheepdog. Number five, Doberman. Number four, Golden Retriever. Number three, German Shepherd. Number two, Poodle. And number one, Border Collie. We did it. No, I did it. All right. Well, thanks for getting through it, everybody. We're all smarter now. We're all smarter and we all want to pet some dogs. So, go give your dog a big old pet and a hug and a kiss from me and Brandon. This has been episode 47 and it's been a doozy. I love talking about dogs. We should do it more often. We will. I promise. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at TennisPod. That's 10ISHPOD. We take listener suggestions for future episodes. I hope you'll follow us there so you can contribute to future episodes. Do it. You can also follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Amel. That's E-M-E-L. We'll be back next week with episode 48 and Brandon, the big 5-0, big episode 50 is coming up and I have a surprise topic for you that week because that's my week. Well, I'm excited to be surprised. 
And so are the listeners. I've already made that decision for them. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting our show and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.